Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Surley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, in particular St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. Yeah, they sure do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to get the free We Fish ASA app for iPhones at the Play Store. The podcast is always available at our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is recorded at two studios in Chicago. Dave and I send the audio down to our friend Brad Nearman at Berserk Productions in Land Lakes, Florida. He puts it together, makes it sound as good as it does. Hey there, Brad. I know uh, Ms. Olivia is halfway through her pregnancy, getting more and more excited. I'm dying to become Uncle Steve in the near future. Hope everybody is healthy and doing well. We're praying for you guys as always. On today's show, we welcome Dan Johnson from St. Croix. From St. Croix, we're going to talk to Savannah Stenlin. She's the Angler Engagement Coordinator for them. She's going to talk about how pro staffers help the everyday angler. I get to talk to one of my favorite people on the bass uh, trail. He's an elite angler, a successful elite angler. He is a uh, former Bassmaster Classic winner, three-time Angler of the Year, but he's also got one of the biggest hearts. Uh, on the water. He's the executive director of Cast for Kids, as well as being a great fisherman. He was just installed in the uh, Bass Angling Hall of Fame. He is my friend, the one and only Jay Yellis. Looking forward to talking to him. But first, let me hand it off to Dave Kranz, who's going to bring on Dan Johnson. Hey, David, take it away. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back, Dan Johnston. Hey, Dave. Thanks, as always, for having me. Oh, you, you do a great job, and the uh, listeners appreciate the uh, insight that you have. And uh, being with St. Croix, the best rods on earth, uh, you can certainly help on this next topic. And coming up into the uh, holiday gift-giving season, uh, the question comes up, choosing the right rod, and, and many times we have been asked at sports shows or me in my retail environment, uh, people come in and try to buy a rod for someone else, but uh, they need to know a little more information than just getting them a fishing rod, don't they? Yeah, it's probably my number one question in the last 20, whatever it's been, 24 years with St. Croix now. I mean, it's it's a St. Croix has such a wide selection for all species, saltwater, freshwater, uh, fly, everything. Um, so, yeah, it's and it's a good question. So, uh, you know, to, to drill down on it a little bit, I think it's important to understand who if you're buying, let's just say you're buying it for somebody else for a gift, hypothetically. So not a bad idea to go ransack the person's boat real quick to take a look and see what kind of baits they throw, what their tendencies are. You know, do you see a lot of the reels have light line on them or are they typical right down the middle? You know, like if it's a bass fisherman, do they have a bunch of, uh, 
um, you know, reels with 15 to 25 pound line on them and then braid to floor or whatever. So kind of get tendencies, but I will say this, there are some must haves and I would say the must have rods right now in bass is a right over rod right around seven foot. It can be seven one with St. Croix both uh, in a medium, heavy, fast bait cast. That's like the multi-tool must absolute must have. And then there's rods on the fringe. We could take this in there where you want to take it. Yeah, the uh, and being in the retail uh, store and selling uh, St. Croix and many other rods all these years, seven foot, seven foot one, medium, heavy, fast is is the go-to rod. Everybody has one, probably several, because you can throw so many uh, different baits on. And, and that, that's it, choosing the right rod. Um, I normally have my guys in the store that when they somebody comes in and, and they're the customer, they say, I'm looking for a new rod. And we, we ask some questions, uh, spinning or casting, uh, what species do you fish for? Do you use Floral, mono, braids, both. You know, we, we ask uh, several questions before that. Where do they fish? So if, if they're in our area, I mean, you could you can go all the way through and then all of a sudden you say, well, does, this is going to be good for saltwater? Well, no, you didn't say you were fishing saltwater, you know. You, so there are a lot of questions to ask, but uh, choosing the right, right rod is important. Um, the, some basics. Um, the, the main difference between fishing with spinning and casting. I, I know we've talked about this before. It's been about a year, but what, what are the, the main uh, differences between spinning and casting? Well, there's, there's never, a, there's never a, a, a uniform umbrella statement that's all-encompassing. There's exceptions to every rule because there's people that use heavy line on spinning rods. Yeah. But generally speaking, I would say the spinning rod is, is more of a... Uh, uh, finesse presentation uh certainly we go up to 15 pound line with it braid we go up to 30 pound with it um but but it's much 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 better beyond the shadow of a doubt to use light light lines like four and six and even eight on a spinning rod than on a casting rod um and that's the drags on a spinning reel match up really good for that the guides are under the rod on a spinning rod um so it's meant to bend in a way to protect light line really well and the converse of that is true with heavier lines and we're talking bass here for for uh, for casting. Um, so that would be one thing. And I really love where you took that when you when you went to species, you went to baits. You know, I will talk to people a lot about how far do you have to throw it? How clear is your water? Do you have to throw this thing a mile to stay off them with a light bait? Or can you get right on top of them, flip them from five feet away? All those things matter. What are your favorite tendencies? A lot of times one thing I'll do, Dave, what are your top three baits you like to throw? Number one. Number two, do you already have a rod for that? Because to your point that you made earlier, when, you're, when we're looking at a 7.4 heavy, fast bass rod, I have five of them right now in my box that I'll take fishing. Five of that one model. That's how many baits I'm throwing on that rod right now. So... If you get somebody that, whether they're crappie fishermen, walleye angler, bass fishermen, you find out what their top baits are, see if they have a rod to cover that, because a lot of times they'll need another one, but then also find out what those peripheral applications that they love to fish. Let's say somebody says, I love to flip, I love to throw a frog, and I love to throw an A-rig, but I pick up the shaky head 
like that's like my number three. Well, they might not have a rod for that, you know, or if they do, maybe it's not quite what St. Croix recommends. So we pride ourselves on making sure we give the angler the upper hand on the water. It's literally why St. Croix exists. So it's very important um, to uphold our reputation to make sure we set up people right. And it's important to ask all those questions to drill down what the angler really needs. Absolutely. And what people, uh, the listeners should get out of what you just said is it's choosing the right tool, L- using the the lighter spinning rods for the lighter line, the lighter baits, using those seven, four heavies to throw a football jig to to punch with or to slop fish with or throw something like a, a rig or something that's heavy that you need. You need that kind of backbone because of the weight of the lures that you're you're throwing. So the right tool for the right job. And, and, and that's what's important about choosing the right rod uh, generally um, I, I think the other thing that that you nailed it uh, they're saying what do you throw because a lot of times uh, they'll say well I, I, I use live bait 100% of the time and that that's going to be uh, a little bit different unless they're fishing bluegills for catfish on the bottom then they're going to need a heavier rod but um, but I think knowing all these things I so when the consumer is is deciding on what what is the right rod and i think they have to think about what we're telling them and and have these questions for the salespeople or the uh, pro staffer or whoever's going to advise them uh, already in their head so they can give them the right information yes and i think there's there's a there's a there's a, a a big element of truth to everything you just said i would also say there are those people that want to be led to water too and yeah. they, they'll come in and they'll say you know i'm looking for this and i'm really looking for this but the fact that we've done it quite a bit and then we've been surrounded ourselves with people that have done it at the highest levels in the industry uh, maybe and there's a lot of times where i'll redirect somebody a little bit you know for example the tendency on rods has been to go a little longer some somebody's grandpa used a six foot rod for a plastic worm their whole lives and it works great for them and they're coming in looking for one and that's great but it's kind of our due if we do our due diligence and it's, it's our responsibility to recommend what we truly feel would be best for them to get the advantage and getting the right angle on the line in the water of angle of attack picking up slack controlling the fish after the hook set all the reasons why we would recommend a little longer rod dave more times than not that person will buy that rod and come back the next year at the show and say man thank you so much now what do you what do you think for a spinnerbait because my old one's five and a half foot long so there's there's times where people really lead you to what they want and there's other times they're trying to lead you to what they want but they definitely want your input and it's important for us to be able to discern between those two situations and make sure we get people dialed in yeah and in many cases i think that's a tendency of the trends of going from the shorter rods to the longer rods so when a rod comes out and it's new or redesigned in many cases that's because of how people are using it or the types of lines that are being used now it's been redesigned or or is is new because of that sometimes isn't it well, that's exactly right. And there's a there's a trend that'll come out or some line company will come out with something or there's some new knot that passes through guides better or whatever, sharper hooks or uh, whatever they're talking about. Trends a lot of times drive baits, baits drive lines, lines drive rods, and it all benefits the angler. So sometimes people just don't know what these trends are like we do because we live it and breathe it every day. So that's the exact point that I'm trying to make. And there's times that I've recommended a rod and I 
I, I'm not going to say debated people, but strongly, confidently encouraged, say, look, try this. I really think it's going to work for you. There's new things on the market that you're not familiar with that I wouldn't be either if I worked as a dentist and wasn't following this stuff like Dan Johnston was. <laughs> so, some, you know, so some, sometimes we have to be a little uh, uh, positively and confidently assertive uh, in, the, in a way when we, where we know it's going to benefit somebody. And that, that's, it's, it's important because rods change with trends. And, you know, you see a lot more seven threes now, seven fours, seven fives than we had 15 years ago. And some people are still hung up on those 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 shorter rods. And boy, the advantages to the longer ones on spinning and casting in some situations are just very apparent. Yeah, and that's why you uh, you trust the advice of uh, you know expert people like Dan that that know this and live this and breathe it, and uh, you know trust the people that you talk to at the tackle stores that they they're sending you in the right direction. And you'll know if they are because they're going to ask you a bunch of questions before they put any rod in your hand. They're gonna they're gonna need more information than than you looking for a new spinning rod, and uh, that's you know. The, always good things come out of here and we never we never have enough time to talk about any of these topics but that's why we bring them back and we talk about about them again in six months or or a year and and uh, rehash it because we have new listeners and as always dan good information and uh thanks for being on the uh, podcast yeah thanks so much dave and happy holidays to all of our listeners out there yeah and then uh you know many many good fishing days to you and yours and uh we'll uh we'll be back at it next week Thanks, Dave. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say that every guest I've got to interview on this segment has a passion for the outdoors. My next guest certainly has a passion for the outdoors. Uh, she is Savannah Stenland, Angler Engagement Coordinator for St. Croix Rod. Welcome to the program. 
Thanks so much, Dave. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on with you. Oh, it's awesome. Now, you've been the uh, angler coordinator uh, for since, I believe, May of uh, 2021. You've been there a little bit. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you've done in the industry or outside the industry before uh, St. Croix was lucky enough to get you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been coming up uh, here on seven months, which is crazy. It's gone by so fast. You know, we've been busy, jumping, jumped on the gun right when I started here at St. Croix. But um, I originally come from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So I grew up right around Little Baby Knock there. Grew up hunting, grew up fishing, just being involved in the outdoors since I can remember, honestly. And, you know, my grandpa, my dad, my brother, my mom, all of my family members have been part of the outdoors. So it was something that I latched on to from such an early age and have continued to do so throughout my life and throughout my career. Um, and, you know, I graduated high school from Rapid River, Michigan, and then ended up going to Lakeland University in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Um, I played softball there for a few years and then really just decided to start focusing on my career my last year in college um, and graduated with a degree in business administration. I worked for Kohler Company in their corporate HR office for uh, roughly seven months and then I jumped over to Acuity Insurance and was there about two and a half years um, but knew deep down I wanted to be in the outdoor industry, so I decided to make a change in my professional career. And, you know, I was looking for jobs, and I was like, there's got to be something out there, a website that has outdoor jobs. Um, and I looked on outdoorindustryjobs.com, which is where I came across St. Croix. I applied, and, you know, I was actually pretty nervous because I'm like, St. Croix, you know, they're a great company. I'm sure it's going to be so competitive to get in there. And then I get this call for a phone interview, and I was just over the moon, and I was like, well, that's the first step of getting there is just doing an interview and then I got a call back to do another one and then I got a call to come up here and do an interview in person with St. Croix and go through a full day of interviews do a tour of the facility and I knew from those interviews that you know this is where I wanted to be to get my start in the outdoor industry and then I was actually coming off a vacation in Florida with my family and I get a call from my now boss you know offering me the job and I've been here you know like I said seven months now and really have just jumped in and have been soaking it all in you know as we moved along here throughout the months excellent so uh angler engagement coordinator uh tell us uh, what you're doing for them and what you're doing for for the industry yeah so Angler Engagement Coordinator, it sure is a mouthful, but, you know, with my role, I get to work with the pro staffers here at St. Croix, so I get to manage them, see how they're doing, help them out with, you know, getting their rod orders in, bringing ideas to the table, any type of collaborations, content, that, you know, that we need um, or that they're looking to provide to us. You know, I work with them for all of their needs and questions um, that they have. I also work with our high school programs, our college programs that we have, because we do um, bring on, you know, different teams throughout the U.S. Um, that want to be a part of the St. Croix family. So, you know, it's pretty cool to see these, you know, students at a young age wanting to get involved and especially when they reach out saying they want to be a part of the St. Croix family. Um, that's one of my favorite things is getting to help out these students, you know, as they're growing into their careers as well. So I manage those pro programs and then I also manage the guide program here at St. Croix. Um, so, you know, working with them to get their needs and get their rods and their boats for their customers and helping them through you know getting decals built wraps whatever that is you know 
I help them out with all of their needs. And then I also do um, all of the planning for the shows that we attend. So, you know, for example, the Bassmaster Classic, ICAST, um, will be at the Redcrest Expo in Tulsa, Oklahoma this year. So I do everything from, you know, the logistics side of things to making sure that we have the rods, the staffers needed in the booth, um, the live video work that's going on. And that's another part of my role. And then helping out really with any of the marketing needs that go on. For example, you know, our e-blasts that go out, blog posts on the site. So um, that's, you know, it sounds like a lot, but, you know, we keep the ball moving here at St. Croix. And I get to dabble in so many different areas. I think that's one of my most favorite things. And just really getting to work with all the unique personalities that, you know, I get to interact with on a daily basis. And I learn so much throughout those processes, um, you know, just from the show side of things, but also from the pro staffer side of things, you know, all the great things that our anglers are doing out there within the industry um, and seeing what ways, you know, we can incorporate them into different content and supporting them the best we can here from our side of things. Excellent. And that is a lot to do. But, you know, the pro staffers don't only work for St. Croix. In reality, they're they're out there to uh, help the everyday public um, select rods, be educated about rods, making sure they have the right product so they can be successful. Uh, Is there, there, uh, you know, I love the high school and collegiate aspect of it because i have said for years that i believe that that was the most important thing that has happened to our industry in 10 years um what what if what if people want to get involved as a pro staffer i mean how do they do that what do you guys look for what do you look for uh and and how do they help the everyday people yeah yeah that's a great great question you know helping out the everyday people you know you know guides when they have clients on their boat, it's really, you know, being able to get the rods in the hands, talking about the rods um, and promoting them. And then same for our pro staffers, you know, they're out there on the water promoting us, you know, and, you know, they have a business to run for themselves and they're out there trying to expand, you know, their, you know, their group as well. So for us, it's seeing how we can support them, but they're getting the, they're getting the rods out there, promoting them for the, us, um, talking about them, you know, talking about the technical aspect of our rods, getting people to understand how our rods are made, where they come from, um, and really just being a part of the brand. I think that's the biggest thing that we look for is an angler who's passionate about our rods, but also fits our brand that we have here at St. Croix. So Dave, you know, you know, we're a very family oriented business here and we look for similar people when we're bringing them on to pro staffers. Um, Are they going to be a good fit for the brand? Are they going to represent us well? Um, You know, are they going to be using us exclusively? You know, we require so many social media posts a year from them. Um, some video work, et cetera. So it's making sure that they're going to meet all of those expectations. And then, you know, from the educational aspect, we do run bi-monthly webinars to keep them up to date on, you know, what's been happening here at St. Croix, you know, what's coming out new, um, so that they're able to take that information and use that in their posts and use that when talking to other individuals within the industry or people who are looking to get into the industry, into fishing in general. Um, And the best 
way if you're interested in joining the St. Croix team. Um, that doesn't mean that there's always going to be spots available because we do have a pretty great group of pro staffers here right now and we can only take on so many a year. But the best way if you're interested, you can reach out to marketing at Um Tell us a little bit about yourself, if you've been using our rods before or why you want to be a part of the St. Croix family. Um, and then from there, you know, I would reach out to you and have a conversation with you to see if you'd be a good fit for us here um, for the St. Croix brand. So again, marketing at stcroyrods.com. Feel free to reach out um, if you're interested in being part of the family. But yeah, like I said, we really look for those individuals who are dedicated to the brand day in and day out, um, you know, going above and beyond, whether that's, you know, posting social media to social media for videos, pictures, um, or bringing different ideas to the table as far as how can you get kids involved. You know, I just had a pro staffer reach out recently of, hey, do you guys have any type of kids program um, that we can start, you know, helping out some younger anglers even and getting the rods in their hand? Because now and now, Dave, I, like I, you know, you know, you've seen the industry grow. There's younger kids getting involved, you know, earlier and earlier on a competitive level. So how can we start to help some of these kids out and get the rods in their hand and support them as they grow because they're the next anglers for our future um, and really going to be the ones that, you know, keep the industry driving forward. Absolutely. And, and I, uh, I liked when you went to brand, but you quickly switched that to family because it is part of the family. Having a retail store and selling St. Croix rods for uh, over three decades myself. And, and then I also guide, I didn't say that, I'm on the St. Croix Pro staff. I, I, I also guide in Wisconsin waters. Uh, I do about 20 or 30 trips a year, but, uh, and I fish Major League Fishing Toyota Series, and, and that's why, some of the reasons why I'm on the Pro staff. But I also, uh, doing the podcast being media and writing for a trade magazine, which the, the listeners wouldn't get that, but the industry does and but yep. a lot of a lot of different things that that we all do but they're uh um you know it, it's just such a great group of people and such great products so i think when people run across a pro staffer at a show they really need to tap into what they have to offer to the the weekend angler or even a seasoned uh tournament angler that's doing uh, club things and and regional tournaments because you, you guys are picky and you do pick good pro staffers so uh that's good to know you you laid it out there good of what the the requirements are and that it's not open to everybody you have to uh you have to need some for one thing but uh you uh, you guys do a great job and and i'm sure uh you know from our contact that we've had uh, since May, you've, you've definitely uh, a great fit for the St. Croix family, and I appreciate everything that you do for us on the uh, pro staff end. And uh, you know, I, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, see more great things happening if we can get all this supply chain issue done with all these uh, problems we have around the world. But uh, uh, definitely uh, appreciate you being on the podcast and being part of the St. Croix family. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a blast, um, you know, being here in my short time that I have. But, you know, I just take a lot of pride. You know, a big thing for me is my pro staffers. I take a lot of pride in being able to manage them. So for me, it's how can I best communicate with them and take care of them for their needs um, and make sure that they're meeting our expectations. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, we're a family. So we talk rods all the time and fishing all the time. But, 
to me, it's it's more than that. It's checking up on them just even to see what they're doing outside of the fishing aspect of their role here at St. Croix. You know, how's their family doing? How are they doing personally? Just always being there for them and being able to support them in everything that they're doing. So it's truly been a blessing to be a part of it. I'm exactly where I've always wanted to be in life um, with my professional career. And, and I, it's just a dream, honestly. I'd never, if I would have looked back a year ago, I would have never expected to be here. So um, I'm really looking forward, like you said, to the great things, you know, that are coming in the future. Excellent. Uh, Thanks for being on the podcast. I am sure it won't be the last time we have you on. Uh, Truly appreciate your time. Thank you, Dave. That was Savannah Stundlin. I am Dave Cran. Steve Siley is remote, and this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion those with a passion for the outdoors. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back after these messages. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. And if you are in any way an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. Well, when you talk about the future of fishing, uh, one name comes to mind real quickly, and he comes to mind for a number of things. Uh, uh, his great fishing career, his talent, uh, his kind heart that he has for people, and his effort in promoting the future of fishing. Uh, he, he's a wonderful guest. It's been far too long since I've talked to him. Please welcome Hall of Famer, Jay Ellis. Hey, Steve. Yeah, hey. great to be back on your your show. Hey, great to have you. And you know, I mentioned Hall of Fame, and stuff gets away from me. And I, I, get, I think it got away from both of us. Uh, one of the huge honors in life in any occupation 
uh, particularly athletics, is being named to a Hall of Fame. You were installed in the uh, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, uh, announced for the class of 2020. And, of course, this crazy COVID uh, uh, pushed things back, pushed things back. And they finally did it for you. They put you in the hall in 2021. Uh, sorry we let that pass us by, but I, I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to congratulate you right now. Congratulations on the hall, Jay Ellis. No, thanks, Steve. Yeah, that's a tremendous honor, and it's uh, you know it's, it's an honor that really transcends the sport of bass fishing. It, people that don't even follow fishing know what a Hall of Fame. Uh, induction means and it's just a very humbling and it was a great time for my family a lot of my my wife and daughters and mom and dad got to attend the induction ceremony back in springfield missouri uh, a couple months ago so yeah it was uh, something i'll never forget yeah at the and it was at the uh the wonders of wildlife museum and aquarium at springfield that uh, johnny morris from bass pro established hey, had you been there before Oh, yeah, I've been to Bass Pro Shops there in Springfield several times over the years. No, I, uh, yeah. The, the, wonders, so, the wonders of wildlife itself. Oh, the wonder. You know, I'd never been through that aquarium, that, and I was so impressed. That's the most uh, amazing aquarium I've, I've ever seen in my life. It's, uh, yeah, any of your listeners, if you're ever in that Springfield, Missouri area, you got to go by the Wonders of Wildlife Museum and see their their huge aquarium display and the hall, the bass fishing hall of fame. And the, there's many other things to view. It's quite the, quite the, uh, the tourist spot. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy they built the, the uh, wonders of wildlife museum and aquarium because, you know, for many, many years, bass pro shops, the, 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 the store, the corporate headquarters of bass pro shops had been one of the top, tourist attractions in the state of Missouri. And and you look at it uh, say, wow, a, a store is a top tourist attraction. Well, now you can say that the museum is the top tourist attraction. I think that says a lot more yeah. about Missouri to have a museum than a store. Yeah, well, it's it's incredible, really. Um, and yeah, the, the, I, th I believe I read somewhere, but it's the mo it won an award for the biggest and best aquarium in the in America. And it's uh, to have that in America's heartland is really incredible. But all kinds of saltwater and freshwater fish, and just a tremendous. It takes a couple hours to go through it. It's just an amazing display, and uh, neat for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame to be there in the same venue. It sure is. It sure is, and it's amazing. I looked at the uh, the the class that went in with you, the people that went in, and. Uh, uh, you know, James Hedden, who uh, one of the greatest, most famous lure designers of all time. Uh, my good friend, Ron Linder, who passed in the last year, was put into the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Brian Kershaw, right. the uh, uh, the youngest, uh, or the only Bass Nation uh, qualifier to win a Bassmaster Classic was put in, who was uh, uh, tragically taken from us uh, in, a, in a plane accident uh, soon after he won that. It was quite a, quite a class. But then I looked at... Uh, Trip Weldon, the uh, yeah. forever Bass Tournament director, he, he's a legend. And, and my good friend uh, Gene Gilliland, who has done so much for populating our waters with bass. You know, every uh, not only the places that uh, Bassmaster goes to, but just in general, uh, really, you know, Gene Gilliland getting in was uh, uh, a great example of what 
we do what not, I don't mean to say what you guys do as professional bass fishermen to help the environment and conservation. It's just not about uh, you guys catching big fish and having these massive weigh-ins. It's about your efforts make it good for all of us to enjoy fishing. Well, it really, that is a true statement, Steve, because we're all about keeping quality fishing going for several generations and and uh, and our you know the the big bass master tournaments bring awareness to these quality fisheries around the country and we love um gene gilland has you know spearheaded several conservation efforts to um, improve habitat and the quality of fishing and and uh and it's really made a big difference a lot of the fishing for bass it's now than it's ever been in, in many of the lakes around America. A lot of that's due to catch and release and and uh, good quality habitat and people taking good care of their fish uh, in their boats if they're in a live well. So all those things add up to uh, um, some great fishing. And, and But, yeah, it was a great Hall of Fame class. Gene was there and and uh, Trip, you know, great tournament director, Steve Bowman, who was a uh, – you know, just a, done a, a world of good, you know, promoting the sport in the media and just a huge proponent of uh, bass fishing, the sport of bass fishing. And I was a tremendous honor. I was the only professional tournament guy to be to be um, inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. But it's cool to be in there with James Hedden and Brian Kersel and all those great anglers. Oh, for sure, for sure. I was really impressed with that. It was a great, great uh a great year class for the Hall of Fame. I thought it was absolutely not, wonderful. And you know, not what? to mention our buddy Ron. I love that Ron Linder was a man. I I just love that guy so much. What a wonderful person and just a great uh, ambassador for the sport of fishing. Uh, all all he wanted to talk. I spent a lot of time with Ryan, and all he wanted to talk about was uh, uh, popularizing the sport, getting more people out there, and uh, obviously, you know. Uh, Fish, fishing is wonderful. Catching is even better. And, you know, we, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about kids, but, you know, it, people take their kids out fishing and say, well, it's a good way to teach them patience. Uh, I think you learn patience in school. When you go out fishing, you learn catching fish and having fun. Uh, being quiet and patient it isn't, what it's all, isn't what it's all about. Um, there's there's more to, there's more to learn from it, and uh, uh, I think Ron knew that. He always uh, you know he 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 figured that if you caught fish, if you made it easier to get people to catch fish, the more opportunity they would have to go out fishing a second time. They'd want to go back. You go out, you spend four hours in a boat getting yelled at by your dad. Be quiet, don't move around so much. You're scaring the fish. You, you don't want to go fishing again. No, <laughs> you're right about that. It's about having fun. Hey. Talk, let's talk about fun. I want to uh, get into this and spend some time. You you are the executive director of the Cast for Kids Foundation. Uh, it's amazing how much effort you have put into that. What a success this has been. We, we have featured an awful lot of organizations that are involved with doing things to get kids involved in the sport. Uh, I think Cast for Kids is the most successful. It's got a phenomenal reach. Its success can be measured in the amount of lives it has touched. Tell us about Cast for Kids, and then tell us your story and how you got involved in it. Sure, Steve. Yeah, Cast for Kids is, act, 
is actually the most largest children's fishing charity. And this is the 30th anniversary of the foundation. And, um, and the foundation's all about enriching the lives of children with special needs through the sport of fishing. And we work with many, many volunteers all over America that come out and volunteer at, at Cast for Kids events to provide a fishing opportunity for these awesome kids that have special needs. And um, the foundation has about we'll have about 75 events next year, and we uh, in about 30 states. And we have more in Texas than any other state, but we have. You can go to castforkids.org and look at our event map and come out and bring a uh, volunteer or, or bring a child to go fishing at one of our events next year. Our calendar's all online. So, um, but I was asked to actually to be on the board with cast for kids back in 2005, Steve. And that's how I got involved. And I was on the board of, for 10 years. And then the gentleman that was the executive director at the time he retired. And so, um, the board decided I would be a good fit. So I transitioned from a board member to the executive director role. And I was, was very much more hands-on in running the foundation from day to day. So I stayed pretty busy the last seven years. You know, I'm still fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series and I'm running the Cast for Kids Foundation. And it's um, all a pure joy. I just love all of it. I love the tournaments and I love providing the opportunity to these special needs kids to enjoy this great sport we call fishing. Excellent. Very, very good. And you know what? Th- this thing has, uh, has grown. It's not stagnant. It- it's growing more and more. Amazingly, I'm looking at the stats on this, uh, 79,000 volunteers. That is incredible. That talk about a job recruiting volunteers has got to be a full time <laughs> yeah, career right well, there. Over thirty. That's over thirty years, I think. But um, yeah, we've served that many. You know, over one hundred and thirty thousand kids in over thir- the thirty years, and giving all these wonderful volunteers are the ones that make it happen. We couldn't have these events without all the volunteers that come out. They often bring their boats to take the children in their the children's parents and often their siblings out for a day of fishing and, and the volunteers are the ones they a lot of them cook lunch. Um, and they, they help set up and help with registration. They help launch boats. Um, and they, they're just there to celebrate the kids. And so they're the ones that make it happen. And we're awfully thankful for all the great volunteers. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Everybody, that, you know, everybody just comes together to serve these children with special needs, and it's a pretty pretty awesome time. So anybody listening that would like to get involved or start a new event, they can just find us at castforkids.org, and our email addresses and contact information are all on the website. I want to, I want to go back to that real quickly. I want to take a real quick break. We're on with uh, Jay Yellis, three-time Angler of the Year, uh, a prior Bassmaster Classic winner, one of the best fishermen out there of all time. Also one of the best guys uh, you'll ever meet, uh, Big Heart, Executive Director of Cast for Kids. We're talking about that. We're going to talk a little bit more about how you folks can help them out. When we come back, I'm Steve Serley. My partner Dave Kranz is not here. We have Jay Ellis. We'll have more Jay Ellis right after this on We Fish ASA. 
For most anglers, the unexpected is expected. But what you can do is take matters into the seat of your, well, shorts. Meet Aftco's Overboard Shorts, winner of the iCast Best in Category for Technical Clothing. Built with a 100% submersible pocket that keeps the unexpected dry dock for the other guy. Overboard keeps the good times rolling and your valuables safe for the next adventure. Overboard Shorts from Aftco. Learn more at aftco.com overboard. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting rail. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. We Fish ASA is back. I'm Steve Sarley. Dave Kranz is not here. He is still remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Folks, no else to say. We've got Jay Ellis on. He's one of my favorite guys. Certainly glad to have him on. Uh, a, a great fisherman and an even better man with a huge heart uh, going out there every day and, and helping kids and other people. We'll talk about that too. Cast for Kids is is not only doing uh, children's events, uh, you're taking on a new mantle and working with uh, some of our warriors, correct? That's correct, Steve. Yeah, we, uh, we added a, our Take a Warrior Fishing Program um to our event list back in 2011, just to, uh, to say thank you to our active and military um, members and also veterans. And by putting on fishing events, similar to our kids' events, where volunteers come and bring their boats and um, they take these uh, American heroes out fishing for a morning. And it's, it's really a neat program as well. And we've got, um, different warrior events around the country in different states. Again, you can check the website to see where they're at. But we, um, we love, we love our, our our warriors and men and women, and we love to serve them too by providing fishing opportunities for them. Yeah, I think I think so. And, and it's not just saying thank you. There, there's many studies that show that uh, getting these veterans out for a day of fishing is, is very therapeutic for them. Uh, it's not, oh, yeah. not just about uh, catching fish. It's about doing something good and healthy and helping people out psychologically and physically. And uh, I congratulate you for that. Yeah. The, I mean, you know how therapeutic being on the water is, it's just, it's relaxing and very enjoyable to be out in nature fishing. And, and uh, that alone is worth it. And a lot of, a lot of the warriors don't have, 
boats. They don't have an opportunity to, you know, they could go out and hire a guide and drop $500, but, but it's, uh, it's nice to just give them a nice free day of fishing and they get to meet some wonderful people. And we find that a lot of our volunteers that come to the take warrior fishing events, they'll, they'll become friends with the warriors they take. And then they ended up hooking up at other times throughout the year to go fishing and, so, so the Warriors can meet some new fishing partners, and a lot of the guys will really hit it off that way. So fishing is just a very unassuming, you know, sport where people are just there to relax and have a good time outdoors. And so it's a neat a neat program to be able to provide that to those, those brave men and women that make this country great. For sure. And, and you know, uh, Dave, Dave and I uh... – no, no bragging because we should be doing more. But uh, we we do an event uh, with a, with a marine unit every year, and uh, I get I get the biggest. I love doing it. Love meeting the guys. And uh, for anybody who has not done this or is, has a little bit of fear or trepidation about doing it, I tell you, you get one of these veterans in the boat. The last thing they want to talk about is their time in the service. They don't want to talk about the wars they've been in or the battles they've been in. They want to talk about fishing, and they want to talk about their grandchildren. They want to talk about your grandchildren in life. Yeah, and that's the best guys you've ever been with. Because because if somebody's not volunteering because they say, "Well, I, I don't want to have to go and listen to these you know Vietnam terror tales in the boat all day," man, that's the last thing. These you can't drag those stories out of them. They just don't want to talk about that. They they want to live life and move forward and, and have a good time. That's exactly right, Steve. And they. Business. That's what's so neat about fishing. There's something about it. You jump in the boat, you're out on the water, and all of a sudden, everything in life fades away, and it's just you and the and getting that next bite. <laughs> you know, and it's and it's uh, that's all. Uh, we find the same thing that that's what all they want to do is fish and have a good time and and just uh, get away from everything else. And that's why most of us go fishing is just because we just love to get wrapped up in the chase and catch most. Yeah, good 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 explanation. So, so you've got uh, you got this Cast for Kids organization, and we talked about it. Uh, you're involved in, I think it was 33 states. Uh, unfortunately, my state is not on the list. We we'll have to see what we can do about uh, making some yeah. making some inroads there. They should be they should be everywhere. Uh, but if you wanted to get involved with this, you could be involved with starting a new event. You could be involved in working at an event uh, as a volunteer. There's certainly a lot of uh, elbow grease needed for people to pitch in. But I've, I've got to assume that this uh, whole operation doesn't fund itself. I would think you guys would not turn down donations. Oh, yeah, we never turn donations down. We, it doesn't fund itself. You're right. You're right about that. We have it's just a lot of a lot of a lot of folks, you know, donating and, and out there raising funds for to keep it going just like any nonprofit. i mean we're all in the same boat we're dependent on on donors to make to make uh, ends meet and be able to provide the program so uh, but yeah we we really our heart is really about getting more kids fishing so it, that's our mission and if 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 anybody's interested yeah get go to the website castforkids.org and you can read about the programs and see some videos and, and we learn about our history and then um, come out and, and volunteer or maybe even build a start a new event at, for some kids in an area that those kids have never been fishing before. And 
that's we rely on working with local community volunteers to plan these events. We're the foundation is a small staff of five people. And so we can't just put on all these events around the country, but we, we put on a, a several, but mostly we partner with volunteers in different communities across the country and we work together planning and executing these events. So yeah, it's all about the volunteers and for and CAS should be able to scale out and have events and multiple events in every state one day. I know it's just a it's a great program. It's just about getting the word out there and getting folks to to volunteer. And like Texas is really blown up. We had twenty five events in Texas this year. We'll have over thirty in the state of Texas next year. So that that's great. really yeah, and that that could happen in any state. Absolutely I mean, I know Texas right. have Texans have huge hearts and they love serving and volunteering and helping kids, but, but there's great people like that in every state in America. So I know eventually we'll get multiple events in every state Excellent. and we're heading that way. That's the goal. Excellent. Uh, proud of you, proud of your yeah. group, proud of, proud of the work. Castforkids.org, folks. It's Christmas time. We're a couple of weeks away. I know there's a uh, big crunch, a financial crunch for everybody, buy presents for friends, relatives. Hey, leave a little bit left over, squeeze some dollars out for castforkids.org. Go to the website, check it out. You can make your donation right through there. And not just because it's Christmas, think about Cast for Kids 12 months out of the year. We're on with the executive director, Jay Ellis, Hall of Fame bass fisherman. Jay, you've had an interesting life. You were born in Hawaii, ended up in Oregon, moved to Texas for a big chunk of your professional fishing career, and then you decided to move back to uh, Oregon. Why are you? Yeah, why, I, why did you end up back in Oregon? <laughs> That's a great question, Steve. My bass fishing travels have taken me literally all over the country, and I think I've caught bass in every state except two states. And so I, um, but I, yeah, my wife is from Oregon, and I, I spent a good bit of my childhood in, on, in Oregon and went to Oregon state and have a lot of family out here. So we, Oh, we moved back here. Well, it's been several years ago, about 14 or 15 years ago, my wife, Jill and I moved back when our kids were growing up just so they could um, be near their, all their aunts and uncles and cousins and all, all their family. So it's uh, we love it out here. I love the Northwest. I love all the fishing opportunities out here. And, and uh, it's just a, uh, um, it's where we're from, so we love it. Excellent, excellent. The the hard part with you guys that are from the West Coast and the Pacific Northwest is the is the travel on this tournament deal. It just adds on an extra, oh boy, five six hundred miles easily to, compared to anybody else on the tour. When you look at what you're coming from, and and, and you you do try to get home as often as possible. Yeah, I actually fly back and forth all year, Steve. I keep my boat, my Cedar boat, the Yamaha outboard back in uh, back in Texas or Alabama or wherever the next tournament is going to be, and I fly back and forth. It's just too far to drive. I've done that drive several times, and I uh, I don't care for that. It's just too long, so I don't mind getting in an airplane and flying back and forth. And that's that's how I make it work. And and uh, but it's yeah, it's, it's fine. I, you just get used to it. And it's kind of, I think I'm the only guy in Oregon that's a professional bass fisherman that flies back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> to the, southeast oh, for sure. the, the Northeast, the fish tournaments. But I, 
Um, yeah, there's anyway. It's it's this will be my thirty fourth year coming up on the circuit, so I'm I've kind of grown used to it, and it's just routine to I'm, me. I'm laughing about the flying because now it just dawned on me. Uh, you are the only guest. I have ever had on who had to conclude an interview because the stewardess was saying, sir, you're not allowed to be on the phone. We're getting ready to take off. We need you to hang up. Oh, yeah. Sorry to hang. <laughs> I remember okay, that. okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to get off the phone. It was That's funny. It was hilarious. But you know you know what? I understand that you don't have to drive and you take the strain out, but it, it leads you to some logistical problems, too. Because uh, it's now you got to keep track of all these flights going here and there and trying to figure out what the the nearest airport uh, the nearest uh, airport is for uh, Grand Lake and the Cherokees or Guntersville or whatever. Uh, making sure you got transportation from the airport to go in and finding your boat. Your boat's okay. That, that, it's not doesn't make it totally easy. Oh, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it, the more you do it, you learn the little tricks and and. Uh, and you kind of learn from trial and error. You learn from your mistakes. And I, I've kind of smoothed it out over the years where it's not too bad. And I learned to sleep really well on airplanes. And so I, it's a good time to take a nap and get some rest. And, and uh, it's pretty easy for me to do it. But I, yeah, I, I, I still love competing on that Bassmaster Tournament Trail. I'm really looking forward to the season kicking off in February. Back We start in Florida. Um, like we do every year and looking forward to getting down there in the sunshine state and catching some good big old bass. Yeah, for sure. I've got, uh, take away the, take away the fishing. Okay. Um, cause obviously you've got to love the fish and have the passion for that. What, what is your favorite outside of the fishing? What's your favorite thing about being a professional fisherman and being on the Bassmaster Elite Tournament Trail? Oh, um, probably all the, great people that I've met around the country. The people in the fishing industry are just top notch. And, uh, you know, they're fishermen are kind of cut out of a similar mold. I find all, all across the country. And so I've had just the pleasure of so many wonderful people through fishing. And it's just a very, um, enjoyable space to work in, you know, as far as a career field and a, a business, um, just a lot of pretty much everybody that's in it's in it because they love fishing and you don't have many non-fishermen that work in the fishing industry and so they're just uh, a lot of folks like me i guess you can say i made a lot of friends over the years i've got friends just about in every state in america and i was in in uh, getting a new cell phone the other day and um transferring my, all my contacts from my old phone to my new phone and the guy i had like almost 1700 contacts in my phone and my the guy was like 1700 i've never he'd never seen so many contacts in one telephone before but that's i just have that many people that i've met that i've got contacts all over the place and it's just been a so that's been the best part about being a professional bass fisherman is just all the great folks that i've met around the around the country excellent and you know what they're they're all richer for having become acquainted with jay yellis uh, I, I know I oh. am. I, I am I am proud to know you. I am proud to be able to say you are a friend. Jay Ellis, I, I just want to wish you the best. Keep up the great work with Cast for Kids. That's castforkids.org. Please, everybody go check that out today. Don't let this one pass you by. Jay Ellis, uh, legendary fisherman, Hall of Famer, executive director of Cast for Kids. I want to wish you and your family a 
very, very merry Christmas, uh, a wonderful season, and uh, enjoy. And, uh, you know, God bless you, Jay Ellis. We'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. All right, Steve, Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year, and we'll keep in touch. Excellent. Thanks, Jay Ellis. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best start fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guest, Dan Johnston. Hey, he helped us to figure out how to pick out a new rod. Everybody needs help with that. Savannah Stenlin, angler engagement coordinator for St. Croix, talked about how pro staffers help the everyday angler, and she certainly had more to say beside that. I got to visit with Jay Yellis, talk about his recent induction in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, talk about his work with Cast for Kids, talk about bass fishing in general. Jay Yellis, one of the best of all time. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. We've got your bass covered, and they sure do. Daiwa reels, what more can you say? Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget our website, wefishasa.com. We'll take your mail there. We answer everything. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or somebody you think we ought to have on the show, let us know that too. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week. Now, let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit keepamericafishing.org and pledge to pitch it.